The Unexplainers Extra! Behold, welcome. We are The Unexplainers. Hello, Wales. Hello, world. Happy New Year, by the way. Nadole Clowen, as we say in Wales. That's Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That means Merry Christmas. Loy the Nevada, Happy New Year. What he said, Happy New Year. To Wales and the world. Um, Why why are we here, John? Tell the the faithful why we're here. um, We are here for one reason and one reason only. Um, Think of all the great events that happen in the year. Easter, Christmas, New Year. Mm -hmm. What's today? Um, Friday. The... Friday the 13th. 13th. Ah, right. That's right. It's Friday the 13th, It's the Christmas of the paranormal calendar. Mm. This is one of the most fantastic times of the year. Can I just say, the ghoul's yule. Well said. Like that? Well said. That's good. Ghoul yule. Um, I like that. They just come up with that. Just now top me in. That's nice. This is why I'm the brains of the operation, isn't it? Yeah. You're like the leader. You're the leader and I'm the fact gatherer. And I've got plenty of facts for you today because, as you may or may not know, we have been working on a new series of The Unexplainers, which is coming very soon. I know that. Yeah, coming to BBC Radio Wales and then on to hear The Unexplainers Extra podcast page. Mm. Uh, between now and then, we've been doing lots of things. We can't say too much because management... No, no. You know, we've been told, us. yeah. But the point is, John, the mm. new series yes. is going to be... Is, am, I, am I wrong in saying that if people are wearing socks, listening right now, take them off. Yes. Save yourself a job because we're going to blow them off you otherwise. I'm going to blow you off right off these socks. You will blow your socks off. off. Yeah, massively off. Because the new series, if I say so myself, Mm. we've scaled a peak, John, haven't we? Episode one. Yes. Went to... Did we? I'm not saying where. Met... um, Brilliant. With the big... That dragged along the floor when he walked, remember? Yeah, that was really good. That was fantastic. Scary, but good and informative. Yes, episode Episode two. two. What a mystery. Woohoo! Cannot tell you what happened. But I'll tell you what. When she did the... Yeah. With the um, and all at that. the top of the and when it was in that cage and it all came out yeah that was amazing that wasn't it? was nuts episode three yes um, splashing round in the soaking wet you got it absolutely, absolutely brilliant absolutely that was really good soaking that one. wet it took me ages to clean it all out from in between my toes and me yeah. and then episode four oh I am recovered from it I'm still, I'm still walking funny now I tell you what I'm still walking funny now John I know and we promise never to talk about some of the stuff that happened on amazing that. crazy times please 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 stay in contact here or keep an eye on the BBC Radio Wales website because our new series is on the way yeah tell them how great we are too we're I mean... great we're lovely boys we're a couple we sometimes call ourselves the lovely boys and we take our tops off and put our arms around each other and do a tap dance we've done it live haven't we in front of a studio audience we are the lovely boys oh. Boys come in here for you. We are the lovely boys. Do, 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 do. Yes, yeah, classic. So, our favourite song, isn't it? Yeah, our that's our favourite song. song. And we have, a, we have a great time. We have a good old kutch, don't yeah, we? Oh, I love kutching, we do. The Americans were, oh, hey, what's a kutch, man? Well, it's, we like a cuddle. It's, it's like a cuddle. It's like a cuddle. It's like a cuddle, but it's Welsh. It's Welsh. Um, so, as a way of keeping you entertained until that new series comes along, we have made a little treat a little bonus podcast it's a friday the 13th special where i've garnered some information and mike's going to give us some facts and we're going to discuss the magic that is friday, friday the 13th, 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 13th friday the 13th yes friday the 13th a day for any paranormal fan as you know well, as um, we all know is a random time of the year where coincidentally the friday Mm. coincides with the 13th yes. of a month. Yes. So, you know, um, m- so means, I'm means here a lot, to, to divulge some Friday the 13th facts for Come you. Come on then, let's hit, hit. Uh, Mike, as you know, is not a believer. I'm a believer uh, in the paranormal, in the world of uh, the strange and the bizarre. So I'm going to unleash a I'll few... i just say I do believe in Fridays and I do believe in the, in the 13th. Well, did you know a reason why Friday the 13th is called Friday the 13th, Mike? See, you know, I was about the, the Knights Templar being rounded up by Pope Clement V and that he sent a, a circular out on Friday the 13th mm-hmm. basically saying, you know, arrest these bad dudes, they're blasphemous. And that became an unlucky time because of the Templars, am I right? 
almost Friday the 13th is so called because on Friday the 13th, every year, 13 people die. That's nuts, isn't what, it? What, worldwide? Worldwide, 13 people Which will die Which would make today. it easily, but by a huge margin, the luckiest day of the year because only 13 people died. But incredibly unlucky for those 13 people. Think of it that way. You, someone listening You know that someone dies like every 30 seconds, do you? But on Friday the 13th, 13 people die. And what is Yeah, a, in the day. In the day. A, that's ridiculous. And B, if it was the case, like I said, that, that makes it a good day. Some say ridiculous, some say haunting, chilling to the bone. You could be right. one of those 13. If, if every Friday the 13th, 13 people died in a, in, in a street, Yeah. fair enough. Mm. As we're recording this podcast, probably the first four or eight have died. Right. So there's more to come. So I'm 13 are going to die in the day, mm. but over half that many have died in the first two minutes. Did you know, John, that, that in your idiocy there, you've actually stumbled upon a nugget of truth because you're more likely to die between the hours of 4am and 6am, which is why, John, I set my alarm, get up at 5 to 4 every morning, I go for a little brisk walk, I go back to bed at 5 past 6 because I don't want to ever die. Nice. So you'll live forever. That's the plan. I mean, I'm that is the plan. I'm happy to die because... Uh, I'm happy for you to die too. When I die, I'll come back and I'll go into you and I'll control you. God, that would be absolutely awful. Wonderful. Um, right, Friday you, the 13th. You're like a little coato. If, if people have seen Tall Free your mind. Free your mind. Yes. Um, I can imagine a button in my shirt and then just growing out of my chest is, is John Rutledge's head. And that'll be me. Or just my eye coming out of your belly button. If they could somehow... I would be happy for Cohagen's agents to come in and put us both out of our misery. Oh, Friday the 13th will be known as the day that I, John Rutledge, medically grafted onto the side of Mike Bubbins. And mm. um, mm. we lived together... Mm. For symbiotic. Symbiotic parasite lived together for another 45 years. That doesn't really trip off the tongue, though, as a day, does it? I mean, that, that's, I'll that be honest, I mean, that takes a lot of saying, doesn't it? It does take a lot of saying. They'll call it that day, will they? Yeah, they'll call it that day. What takes a little bit less saying is Friday the 13th fact fire. Now, I've got some facts here, Mike, to unleash on you. Do you know I like a good fact? Now, um, these are some famous case studies, and I want you to give me your opinions on these case studies. Okay, let's go. So I'm just going to the mainframe. Um, the Screaming Jam of Ponty Mister. Do you know anything about this case? The Screaming Jam, of, we're talking jam like a fruit-based preserve? Yes. Not the band? No. Paul Weller didn't play there or anything, did he? Real jam? No, what happened there then? Ponty Mister, which is an area just outside Risca. of here. Risca. My mother's first teaching job, actually. There you go. Come on. Uh, Risca is a very famous uh, spot in 1978. Home uh, of the Unexplainers. Yeah, it is home of the Unexplainers. Risca, of course, where we record. In 1978, the Gubbins family of Ponty Mister. Oh, are you making this up, Johnny? No, I'm not making I'm reading this on okay, my computer. Go on. The Gubbins family yes. bought a pot of jam from a local Tesco's, mm -hmm. placed it in their kitchen, and on the first full moon of every month, would hear a blood curdling scream. No, hang on a minute. Right, you're confusing your first full moons of the month now with Friday the 13th. <laughs> ah, no, because the story hasn't finished yet. Uh, the Gubbins would spend weeks um, in terror building up to this uh, fearful scream, which at first they blamed on local cats. Throw it in the bin. Throw it in the bin. Well, this is what happened until the father, Mike Gubbins, Oh, eh? God, John. Isn't that interesting? Because you're John. called Mike. Yeah. You're called Mike Bubbins. Bubbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mike Gubbins. Wait, 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 read your story that I've just made up on a little book called John Tutledge. <laughs> right? Now, there's no need to mock this true fact here, Mike. Come on. So uh, Mike Gubbins sat up in the kitchen with an air gun waiting to kill the cat on the full moon of Friday the 13th, 1977. Hear the screams at four minutes past one in the morning, as they had every other full moon that month. When he turned round, he noticed the jam was screaming. He fired the gun at the jam. The jam burst and killed him. Screaming jam of Ponty Mister. Right, Explain yeah, that wouldn't that. happen. Because I've got an air gun and I fired that at a, part of, at a, a glass jar of jam before mm. in a moment of, of uh, boredom. This was a tin of jam. 
a tin of, in 1977, yeah? Yes, because they used to sell They were selling jam by the tin in 1977, were they? In, in, in certain supermarkets. I did research into this because I thought that was weird. I, well, you, you're nothing if not thorough with your research, go on. There was an excess of German jam post-World War Why'd you II. Why do you always have to bring the Germans into it? Let I'm it go, John. Just Let saying it go. that we went through a lot in World War II and we came out the other side so stronger. So did they. Exactly. So did they. We're all friends now. Exactly. Apart from when it comes to football, I don't know anything about football, so hope I don't offend any football no. fans there. Screaming Jam of Ponty Mister. What do you think, Mike? I think you're an idiot. That's it, really. Okay. Full stop. More case studies. Uh, the magnetic nipples of Talibont. You know about this? No, I don't. That's, uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest, that's, that's, that's a new one to me. Friday the 13th, 1976. Right. Talibont on Usk. Yeah, okay. Um, small, small sort of town. You can look at it on Google Maps. A small yeah. sort of village. Mm. I stayed there as a boy, actually. Um, right. But this was a few years after this has happened, 1976. Ian Jury, who was a resident of Talibot. Of Blockhead fame? Not Ian Jury of Ian Jury in the Blockhead oh, fame. Oh, no, no. The friend, friend of Mike Gubbins was he? <laughs> Actually, Gubbins lived in Pontymister, which oh, okay. was. Okay, well, maybe they were pen friends or something. Like Possibly they could have been. We didn't have the internet in those days. No. Same year, though, 1976, the same day. Did you have a pen friend? I had a pen friend. No, although I did find a message in a bottle at a beach once. Mm. I opened it and ripped it up and stamped on the bottle and laughed. Yeah, you're a nice boy, isn't you? That's a horrible child. Well done. Uh, anyway, Friday the 13th, 1976, the magnetic nipples of Taliban. Ian Jury, 38, works as a blacksmith, and on the night of Friday the 13th, got incredibly drunk on ale right. after a hard day shoeing horses. Uh, Jury, 36, got drunk. Busy, is he, shoeing horses? <laughs> Do you 70s? know how many horses they've got in Taliban? Lots. Right, go okay. on. Uh, Jury, 36. Um, drunk... well, 38 a bit ago. Sorry, Jury, 38 of Talibant. Yeah. Uh, had been drinking ale after shoeing horses all day. Yeah. Returned to his blacksmith shop to close up at 11 o'clock at night, but a bat flew into his mouth. And because he was drunk, he bit the bat and swallowed some of the bat's blood. I think what you've done there is you've, you've been watching some late night stuff on BBC4, maybe about Ozzy Osbourne, maybe about Ian Jury and the Blockheads. Mm. And in your mind, they've all sort of coalesced into a single story where Ian Jury bites the head off a bat in the <laughs> 1970s in Taliban. Yeah? Well, I mean, you may, you may make up such explanations, but I know this is based in, rooted well, in fact. So what happened after that then? Do your Ozzy Osbourne. You do a good Ozzy Osbourne, go on. I, I, I wouldn't even, Ian swallowed the bat, you know. And I, I couldn't even bite, bite the head off. And I was live on, on, on stage and I bit the head off. Uh, I got magic, magic powers. There we go. Jury 36 swallowed the blood of a bat after drinking ale heavily mm. and proceeded to feel ill. He went home, uh, a short walk from his blacksmith house to his home. Upon arriving at home at 11 o'clock, opened the front door to find, now check this out, his kitchen drawers flew open and all of the knives and forks in his house flew towards his nipples and stabbed him in the heart and killed him. Brilliant. Doctors and scientists said his blood had become magnetic and his nipples had become a point of magnetic force resulting in his death. They said the only explanation could have been that he'd been drinking ale and swallowed bat blood. Friday the 13th. And that's, that's the end of that story, is it? Yeah. He's got magnetic blood from drinking bat's blood. Yeah, on Friday the 13th. I've got a limb here, right? That's probably the most ridiculous thing you've ever, you've ever said. It may be the most ridiculous thing I've ever said, but where, to where, many, where, where was this research? Where, where did you do this research? Where is it from? Um, just from books and... Just from books. I call it garnering knowledge. Mm. And what I do is I collect knowledge. When we go to places, um, for example, some of the places we've been on this recording of this new like, series that's coming out soon, like that place I can't mention. And, and the other place I can't mention because, the the, uh, you know, because the bosses said we're not allowed to talk about the new series yet. Mm. Those places like that, I collect information that's around us, that surrounds us and binds us. 
like the Force from Star Wars, and I collect information that you may not know. So stuff that people don't, don't actually say. Mm, yeah? You yeah. collect information of things that aren't actually said by anyone else. Yes. I think what you yeah what you've done there is you've confused I've garnered information with I've imagined something. That's what I mean. Essentially, you're describing imagination. Mm. What you, mm, mm. Yes, uh, I think you're right, Mike. And what I do is I collect information from. For example, Bilf Wells is a very popular spot that we often visit. We do. Can we uh, stop off at the... We can't say the name the, for commercial purposes. The, it, let's just call it the small cook. There's a small cook there's there a, that we there's, stop there's off. There's an eatery that we'll call for the sake of not advertising the small cook. very, very uh, happy-go-lucky waitress. Yes. And we, we always have a cup of coffee and a cake there, don't we? I have porridge sometimes. On the way to North Wales. And you do have porridge with a banana, don't I you? I do have porridge with a banana. And I sometimes have a bacon sandwich and a cup of coffee. Yes. And when we and and she's so pleased to see us. I mean, she really... She, she puts us. the boat out. I mean, if you run the small cook in Bilth Wells, mm. just know this, that the waitress is doing a heck of a job. And I know you are located next to... I mean, I don't want to advertise for someone. Yeah. Not gonna pay us, but what it might call um, beef burger, beef royalty, burger, beef burger royalty. Beef there burger is royalty. a beef burger royalty nearby that there we is. could go to, but we choose shares to the go. same building, in fact. Mm. And we always choose to go to Small Cook because though. we like being made to feel special. Yes, and what I also like about it is there's a selection of leaflets for things and activities you can do around the area. The uh, there are, yeah, and that's where up. I gather some of the information. This Friday the 13th special, I've gotten mm. a lot of that information from places like that, and my mind and books and from things flyers, like, like for like. Hawking centres and stuff, yeah? Yeah. Well done. Another case study. Mm. Unless you've got any other Friday the 13th facts you want to blam on to me. I've got, an, I've got a couple more case studies. Most of mine are very mundane, mate. Like, I mean, today is Friday the 13th, so I, I took the kids to school. Yeah. Later on, we picking the kids up. Mm-hmm. I'll probably do some laundry. Okay. Very much like, it's very much like a Thursday the 12th to me. But what you must be aware of, Friday the 13th, how many people will die? At least 13, I 13 will die, and you could be one of them, listener, dear listener. But um, if you are going to die... Statistically get... unlikely. You never know, though. Try and get through this. Two more cursed stories. Uh, Landrin Dodwell's Blood Cult, 1976. Okay. He's rifling it. I mean, the mid-70s seemed to be a real time of paranormal hotspots. I it mean, was crazy. Th three stories, both within a similar geographical region, both within 12 months of each other. And what date three... did this happen on? Friday, Friday the 13th. The 13th, yes. Yeah. Um, before I go into this incredibly spooky case, um, for can listeners... I just, before, before that you, you frighten the pants off the listeners, John, can mm. we just confirm that this is information that you garnered? Mm. Uh, as we all know, that means that it's information that you've received directly, as like a direct input into your brain, mm. without the need of ears or eyes. Yes. Uh, this is not something you've read or heard. This is something that you know. Yeah. Because you've understood it. That's right. Brain gas. I mean, we're, go we're going right back to brain gas, really, aren't we? That's right. And this is a classic case uh, for those of you who don't know. Uh, Which will be everyone apart from you. So they're learning. Uh, Landrin.Wells. Mike, can you give the listeners, we might have some listeners in America, Japan, China, Canada, We France, know we have. India's Italy, a bit, Spain, India, 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 love the place. Um, can you explain Landrin.Wells to the people? Landrin.Wells is a small town in mm. Wales with a very hard to pronounce name if you're not from Wales. That's right. Um, the town itself, do you know what the main industry is? Dragons. Cookery. Okay. So, so they make pies and they've been making pies for many years. Mm and Landry de Wells itself was uh, originally built in the shape of a pie during the Celtic era as a form of protection I, against Romans. Yeah, I think what you've done there is you've taken a Celtic hillfold, mm. which is... Pie-shaped. Well, yeah. I, I think it's more a case that a pie's around and hillforts around, yeah. rather than mm. hillforts are based on a pie. Yes. 
And um, I suppose the sort of turrets, the stakes they could use are like the little crusts, the peaks of the crust of a pie. Exactly. Mm. Now, um, the people of Landry Wells have been making pies. Of where, sorry? Landry Wells. Okay. They, in fact, avoided Roman invasion by making such good pies, the Romans, instead of attacking them, would in fact swap um, coins. For pies. Well, the Romans didn't really come into Wales at all. Apart well, that's why, right, because the, the pie was the pie trade was so good. Um, Julius so the, re- the reason, hang on, the reason an invading army didn't come into an area mm. was the food was so good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's an unusual reason not to go into an area. That's right. And the Romans decided not to invade Wales. They did, they went as far as Cullion, which is not far from Newport. Mm. They they sacked the rest off because Landrin Where sorry? Landrin Wales made such good pies. Okay. And pie making went on for several thousand years until 1976, when there was a terrible. I don't know if you remember. There was a terrible, terrible summer. Why is it terrible? Because it was so hot, everything burned. I did, I, no, I had water fights on the street every day that summer. It was great. Well, here we did because we had water and pipes, but in London Dodwells. Where, they, sorry? Land, say the name. London Dodwells. Yes, they didn't have water. Um, they used to get it sent over by helicopter or something like that, and they couldn't get the water in the 70s. So They used um, to fly the water in, yeah? They used to fly the water in on a daily basis. Okay. Obviously, their pie-making was so popular, at this point they were feeding two-thirds of the world with their pies. They were going out worldwide. I'm just amazed I've never heard of this. Well, you were young. You were busy having um, street fights with water whilst I was garnering this information. <laughs> so... The, the incredible heat caused a water shortage and um, they soon realised within the first two weeks of this terrible drought they were running out of water, they couldn't make pies. So what they decided to do, the chief of the village held a secret meeting mm. with the assistant chief, the leader of police and a medical lord and they all decided... Have you watching Wicker Man again? <laughs> I have seen Wicker Man, but not to be confused with the Highlands of Scotland, this is Wales. To cut a long story short, they realised that if they were going to keep the economy going and keep Landrindod Wells going, Landrindod Wells going, they would have to um, sacrifice the blood of all the people to make the pies. As a rough estimate, how many people do you think live in Landrindod Wells? Sixteen. Yeah, there's actually fourteen thousand people live there, so it's quite a quite a big place. Yeah. Sorry, John. If I can just uh, interrupt for a second, I don't like to interrupt you, but um, I've just uh, googled Landrindod Wells, and it says population of five thousand three hundred and nine. Exactly. I'll be honest with you, John, as a get-out-of-jail card for a city planner or a town planner or a town chief, mm. uh, as a way of saving your population, killing them all seems a little... It's overkill, literally overkill, isn't it? Yeah, but by slaughtering two-thirds of their own on Friday the 13th, thus giving them enough liquid to make pies, reducing the size of the village by over two-thirds, but keeping the economy going and making Landrin Dodwells, one of the greatest pie manufacturers in Britain, yeah. that's can, been I, succumbed can I just, to the curse of Friday the 13th. Yeah, can I just pop in there for a second, John? In 1893, they opened a uh, nine-hole golf course there, John. They did. If you play the nine-hole course backwards and forwards, you've got 18 holes. Hmm. So that's a fact. John, if I can just one more thing about Flandridod Wells. Um, it says here, the reorganisation of local government in 1974 yeah. resulted in Flandridod Wells becoming the county town of the newly formed administrative county of Powys. Yes. doesn't mention any of this, to be honest, that two, just two short years after that, mm. over two thirds of the population were killed. The mysterious Flandridod Wells blood cult of 1976, Mike, so mysterious. People have brushed it into the backs of their minds, but mm. fortunately for you, people like me are keeping these things alive and letting us know and be aware. Yeah, people exactly like you. I mean, li- people literally exactly like you. Mysteries 100% of... 100% identical to you. Mysteries of Friday the 13th. Other Friday the 13th facts. Some buildings refuse to have a 13th floor um, due to fear that it may turn into a floor with a mouth that eats people. Right. So when you get out of a lift, it will eat you. I would happily live on the 13th floor of a building. Um, so one more case now, 
to round up this podcast of Friday the 13th Magic, Mirth and Merriment. Mm. Christmas for the paranormal, if you yeah. like. Um, one final case that really rocked my boat. The year 1976, The Place. Um, Dog Affly. Dog Affly. The Curse of Ian Wright. Mm. Uh, 1976, The Smithsonian Family. I'll just jump in there again, John. I, I, I hate to interrupt you. Um, mm. Another actual fact about uh, Friday the 13th. Okay. Uh, the sort of irrational fear of it. There's a name for it. It is. In fact, John, I mean, we, we've seen you absolutely uh, nail Worth Andrew Dodd Wells. Yes. Right? So maybe you'd just like to read. See, in the, in the black italics there, that is the irrational fear of the Friday yes, the 13th. Yes, There you go. Parascavadecatriophobia. Parascavadecatriophobia. Yeah. Parascavadecatriophobia. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Parascavadecatriophobia. My favourite phobia. Yeah. Basically, millions of pounds in various currencies are lost around the world on this day because people refuse to do things on Friday the 13th. And also, there's the economy takes a massive dent because 13 people die on this day every year. And it's uncanny. Scientists cannot figure it out. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, that is what it is. So anyway, sorry, John. Go on. Please go on. Please go on. So just summing up this we're, podcast We're on Dog Gettle on um, We don't have much time left. We have to go and finish off voiceover for the new series of The Unexplainers, which is on its way to BBC Radio Wales, BBC I Radio iPlayer. Wait. And of course, here, uh, Unexplainers Extras podcast site, shortly after it's gone to broadcast on the BBC. Facebook page. Facebook page, um, Twitter page, at The Unexplainers. Mm, you got it. Also, um, for those of you who uh, already follow us on Twitter or Facebook or have enjoyed the full-length episodes on the Unexplainers Extra podcast, not only will you be excited about our new series, which is on its way... Stoked. You will be... What was the word I was going to use? Pumped. Pumped. I'll be pumped. I'm getting pumped. I'm going to be stoked. Yeah. You can also vote in the comedy.co.uk awards 2016 for the Unexplainers. I think it's under Best Entertainment. I believe it's the Best Radio Entertainment or Best Radio Comedy. Have a look online. Check out the categories. You've got until Sunday the 15th. Today is Friday the 13th. We know 13 we people know that will die. Fact. Yeah, we know 13 people will die. If you're so. under 13, then please feel free not to vote. Or, or vote now before you die. Or vote now die. before you die. Midnight, yeah, basically. vote now before you die. But remember, that's something that's great. We only just found out about that ourselves. We've been so busy. If you're a fan and you don't vote, then know that we hate you. Yeah. Um, but those are some of the things you can do whilst you're waiting for the new series to appear. Yeah. We really need those votes. So, uh, yeah, you know, we were two young bucks running it. I mean, I'm only 20. Two of the young bucks making it. I'm I mean, 20. just four young bucks yeah. in the prime of our lives. But yeah. we really need those votes. So, uh, yeah, talk to some Chinese hackers. Yeah. Uh, the Russian government apparently be very up for that sort of thing Massively. these days, aren't they? I mean, um, by all accounts. So that's the comedy.co.uk. Uh, if you are listening and you are Donald Trump, yeah. then feel free to mention us in, in one of your, your presidential... Uh, Addresses from the White House there, mm. you know, mm. uh, after you've slagged out BuzzFeed and uh, CNN, just big up, big up the unexplainers mm. and, and BBC yeah. Wales, please, Donald. And that's a scary event in itself if you're, if you're politically inclined against his beliefs. But if you like his beliefs, then you'll Crack be off. very excited to see him. I mean, we, we are apolitical, aren't we? I don't know what politics are. I don't get involved. I, I know. Just, I haven't voted. I, I, I haven't voted since the first series of Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. What I like doing is when uh, an occasion happens where you get the chance to vote, is I like not voting and then bitching and moaning about the state of the country. I love afterwards. to do that. I love I love people that. tell me that if if I, don't, if I didn't vote, I'm part of the problem. Yeah. I'm this happy to be part of the problem. Yeah. This country's gone to pot. I like doing that with my arms folded, sitting yeah. there going, oh. I like to tut a lot. Yeah. Talk with young people. Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. Anyway, when I'm not doing that, the other thing... If I'm, I'm not doing that, I'm listening to the Unexplainers, mate. Yeah. I'm voting for him. That's what I'm doing. And that's I'm the two things I'm doing. Yeah. 
so that's the comedy.co.uk awards 2016 vote now right up till Sunday the 15th there is a chance we could win a prize if it's a money prize and if you manage to rig the system to win us that prize we'll give you some of the money so what better way to round off this eerie Friday the 13th with one final case study, probably the most terrifying. Very quick, simple, and very scary This story better be quick, people got things to do. The year, 1970. Six? Yes. Yeah. The place... Dog The place Dog The curse of Ian Wright. As you know, Ian, Ian Wright... Ian Wright the footballer? Yes. With a gold tooth? Yes. Right. Okay. Now, I've been lucky enough to meet Ian Wright in real life. Mm. I'd like to meet Ian Wright. He seems like a nice fellow. He's a very nice man. I called him Ian Rush, which I thought was nice. So in 1976 in Dolgethlai, mm. um, a group of teenagers got their hands on a Ouija board and um, started playing with it. And one of them asked, uh, who would be Britain's... Can I just say, did, did you garner this information? I garnered all of this information, okay, yeah. good. Go on. And a group of teenagers in a local church attic, um, they'd broken in one rainy Friday the 13th, and they thought, hey, we're a bit bored. Um, they proceeded to drink alcohol. Alcohol uh, obviously relaxes the inhibitions. Underage, not good. Uh, can lead Do not drink underage and don't take drugs. No. And uh, several of them were big football fans. Uh, some of them were fans of the Team Wales, which is the national team of Wales. Yeah. Uh, some were fans of Everton, which is a team from Liverpool area. Correct, yeah. well and some were fans of Manchester United, which is from the Manchester uh, area of the UK. Yeah. And uh, they proceeded to I didn't know you were such, an, bit such of a, a fan of the game. So you've got such a deep, deep knowledge and respect for the game. Yeah, I'm a bit of a pundit. Mm. Um, they proceeded to ask various silly questions. Uh, is there anybody there? Is there a ghost? Or when will I die? These sorts of questions. Not much was happening with the Ouija board until one um, Richard Stilgo, who was 12 years old at the time. Of Pepper Mill fame? No, a completely different, different, different Richard Stilgo. Not to be associated with the... Not the one who played the, the piano with daytime television not in the, that Richard Stilgo. the early 80s. Late 70s. Just share the same name, not the same personality. But without the beard. 12-year-old Richard Stilgo asked who would be the brightest shining star of football in the uh, 80s and 90s. Hmm. And the... Dennis Bergkamp. The... Um, Diego Maradona. The Ouija board simply yeah. spread out the letters I-A-N-W-R-I-G-H-T, which spells... Ian Wright. Ian Wright. And, of course, in 1976, no one had heard of Ian Wright. Well, no. He was a teenager, to be fair. Yeah, no one had heard of Ian Wright. They also laughed it off, stole some lead from the church windows and went home. Now... Many years later, Ian Wright became a bright shining star of football and every single one of those teenagers in that church dropped dead on Friday the 13th. Right, that's a good story though. And how many teenagers were in there? 13. Yes, who unleashed the curse of Ian Wright on Friday the 13th in 1976. Of course, his shirt number was? 13. No, but it would have been nice if it was, That's it? right. So let's think about this. A group of teenagers on a rainy Friday the 13th, mm. there were 13 teenagers. Yeah. Who released a fact? How many letters in the name Ian Wright? E I N nine. Nine. How many players in a football team? Eleven. When Ian Wright reached the peak of his career, how many years after this curse had been unveiled in 1976? About 17. 13. What number is Ian Rush's shirt number when he plays? Was, was he 10 though? I can't remember. And incidentally, how many members in a football team? Still 11. There's not 13 players in a football team. No, there's not. There's 11, John. So there you go. Brilliant. Well, that's, that's proved that there, mate. Teenagers that's bang on, who unleashed the curse of Ian Wright in 1976, who all died, all 13 of them, 13 years later. Right, before he reached his peak. 
before he reached his peak. Playing in a 13 aside football game. Fantastic. That's how I round up. Of course, if you pick the rugby league player, then rugby league is 13 aside. Mm. In fact, rugby league in France is called rugby à 13, which means rugby 13. Yes. So that's the curse of Ian Wright. Mm -hmm. So there you go. So there you go. The curse of Ian Wright. And that, ladies and gentlemen, leads us to the end of this great podcast, there which we go. is just a taster of some of the things that we get up to as the unexplainers. Yeah, we do. And if you want more, remember, this is quite a basic episode where it's just Mike and I in a room. Yeah. Isn't it, Mike? Yeah. Quite it's often, still fun. Still fun. Quite often yeah. we'll go out, we'll meet people. Um, you can hear other episodes. By We've just... got a, some fantastic places. Yeah. Like... Built Wells. And... Flandrin. Drin Dodd Wells. There we go. Yeah, usually we go to great places, meet great people. Yeah, we, we get involved in great mysteries. Yeah, uh, we have great fun, great larks. Um, high jinks are plenty. High, we have a lot of high jinks, yeah. don't we? We have a bit of, bit of playful banter. Yeah, and sometimes I've almost killed you. It, it is fun. It is fun, isn't it? Yeah, all the time. So, uh, third fun. series coming soon, John. Third series coming soon. Uh, and explainers get involved. Yeah, our new series goes out firstly on the. BBC. BBC Radio Wales, John. Yeah, so if you want to catch us first before we go to podcast, keep an eye on the BBC Radio Wales website. Feel free to message them with uh, encouragement, love. If you want to hear any more, please uh, listen to the rest of these podcasts. Tell your friends about them. Remember to vote at the comedy.co.uk awards 2016. You've got till Sunday the 15th. You may be listening to this six years from now. Therefore. Unless you're one of the 13 due to die today, in yes. which case you've got till midnight. Uh, get us, hit us up on Twitter. Yes. At the Unexplainers. Get on Facebook. Yes. The Unexplainers. Yes. Uh, write us a letter. You know, yeah. just put the Unexplainers risker. It won't get to us, but no. you know, it's nice to know that you've made an effort. Yeah. And uh, that's it. That's it. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. The Unexplainers Extra! Right, John, let's do a trailer, come on. Okay, here we go. The Demon Seed is happening. It's now, it's here. It's about to open your mind to a whole new world of paranormal existence, mysteries, intrigue. Yeah. Well, it's just that. It's, it's yeah. things that, you know, it's you talking about things that can't be explained. Yeah. And then me, me explaining them. Unlike any other show that's been done, especially mm -hmm. between the two of us ever. Oh, yeah, nothing like anything we've done previously. If you want to waste half an hour, then just just, just click the link that will take you to this thing. And it, and it might be longer than that. Yeah. And, and it might be shorter than that. Yeah. But it'll, be, it'll be around that, that length of time. I've got it. I've got it. Go on. I haven't got much on. Listen to the Demon Seed. Yeah. And that's it. That's Walk it. in the dog. Listen, listen to, the to the Demon Seed. Seed. And we can do it together. Yeah, yeah. So. Walk in the dog. Listen, listen to, to the Demon Seed. Listen to the Demon Seed. Washing up. There we go. Listen, listen to the to demon, demon seed. seed. Paint on the wall. Listen to, listen to the demon seed. seed. Um, I, haven't got, I don't know many people. Listen to the listen demon, to the demon seed. seed. Um, um, don't, don't like mixing. I want to stay in tonight. Listen to the, listen demon, to the demon seed. seed. Um, um, you've been no, kicked uh, up by your missus because she yeah. found out you've been fiddling with next door. Uh, you live sleeping the in the car. Yeah. Listen, listen to the demon to seed. The seed. Um... Uh, had a power cut and I haven't got anything to do. Listen. But your yeah. earbuds still work because your phone yeah. was charged up. Yes. Listen yes. to the demon Listen seed. Listen to the demon seed. Um, car broken down on the side of a motorway. Listen. L no, 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 be careful with that. Okay. Because you've got to be aware of traffic and stuff. All right, how about this? How about this? Car broken down on the side of the motorway. Safely gone behind the barrier on the hard shoulder away from the car and called the authorities. And then. Listen. Listen to the demon to seed. The demon seed. Yeah. That is a good Cross, trailer. Crossing the road. Don't listen to the demon Press scene. pause. Yeah. 
Cross get the road to the other safely. Side. Yeah, get to the other side. And Go then... Go the pavement again. Listen to the demon seed. Demon seed, yeah. Um, what other things are Go there? on an hour-long walk. Listen to the demon listen seed. To but then the last sort of 15 minutes plus... Just listen just to bird song. To nature. To, yeah, just listen to bird song. You miss out a lot sometimes by, by having headphones on. You miss out yeah. on a lot. Worried about being asked for spare change by homeless people? Listen to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed, yeah. Or pretend, uh, just, just pretend listening to the demon seed. Yeah, classic. On a train, uh, looking out the window. Yeah. Listen to the... In, in a quiet carriage, make sure it's very quiet. Yeah. You don't want none of this... Oh, no. Although we haven't got any drummer bass in the demon seat. No, we can. I can get some in. I'm working on a track at the moment, actually. Well, so, I don't because it'll. Yeah, think of that's that. true. Might ruin it. Trains in it. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've given them a good, a pretty, pretty good roundup of what to, how to use. Well, usually, reset a punchy fifteen seconds. So that that's, that should nail it. That's right in there. That is top of the charts. That was, See, that was perfect. Well done. Brilliant. 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 Uh, thanks, Reese. No problem. Producer Reese there. I like the way the standards are so low. That was if you if you producer Reese, you know, listen to the demon scene. You'll have to because he's doing the edit. Yeah. <laughs>